Welcome to the Public Speaking Experts Podcast with Elliot Kay and Jose Yukar. Every week we bring the tips, tools, and strategies for you to become a world-class public speaker. We bring you guests, experts, and authorities in the field of public speaking to enrich you and enhance your public speaking journey. Remember to subscribe, rate, and comment. And now, please welcome your hosts, Elliot and Jose. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What? Why are you saying yes, sir? Who are you saying yes, sir, to? Have you joined well, the why, why not? Yeah, well, uh, I should have, maybe. I just wanted to say yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so maybe they would have it, some it always, discipline in you. So the podcast has always got to start with you saying something. So every time I say something, then it's wrong. <laughs> But then you no, can start saying, say oh, that. I'm excited, I'm excited. You know why I'm excited. I'm super excited. You know what I'm excited. And then that's fine, yeah? That's fine. That's okay, Elliot. Okay. Is that it? But I really am excited today. Do I am why? excited as well. And that's why when you say, yes, sir, yes, sir, I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you, you see, you're going back to the, you're being excited. Why are you so excited, wait a minute, Elliot? Wait a Let me understand this. When no, you're excited, wait two, wait two minutes. You go, yeah. yes, sir, yes, sir. Yeah, why not? Today I'm going, yes, sir, yes, sir. For, yeah. You know, when you're excited no, with your wife, that you go, yes, that sir, is, yes, yes, sir. that is my wife. That is my wife, and I just go, yes, sir, many times every day. So leave me alone, please. I mean, <laughs> I, this is the time I used to ventilate as well, apart from learning ventilate. from incredible guests. Yes, ventilate. ventilating. Ventilate, yeah. You know ventilate? You know, you get no, your emotions me. out. No, you tell me. Venting. You don't let me, so that's why. Venting, venting. yeah, you ventilate. Well, ventilate. Uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. Okay, While you introduced you the incredible guest, yes, no, I'm gonna look it up because well, all, this is not the first. This is not the first time you do this to me. Do what to you? Yes, sir. Uh, you say, say yes, sir. You <laughs> say that a word. Look, <laughs> ventilate. Ventilate. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. But, okay. This part. Okay. Actually, it's not the right one then. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you're trying to make me look like a fool. Thank you for that. There we go. Uh, Thank so you very much. All, welcome everybody to the Public Speaking Expert Podcast. Yay! Yay! We're so excited. Uh, generally, we are here recording a new episode every single week, and we bring you experts in the field. We bring you tips, tools, and techniques. So make sure you like, subscribe, and of course, comment. And we have some exciting news because we have a launch date for our book, don't we, Jose? And what is the name? Yes, the book's name. I was actually still on around the ventilation, You're still but let me just go. Yeah, I'm still ventilating, but hey, you know. That's how you, you sometimes learn, making mistakes, silly mistakes in front of a huge audience. So try not to do it like this next time. So hold on a second, people. I'm going to look it up because we only decided today. And it's going to be the name of our new book is Thrive and Monetize When Speaking. 125 tips to accelerate your speaking and speaking your greatness, people. This is That's coming right, out very, it? very soon. Yes, and sir. Speaking your yes, greatness. Sir. I'm super excited because also today I, uh, I'm, on, I'm in London today. I'm not in the normal settings. Uh, so I'm on my way to the Business Book Awards, which I've been shortlisted for. Woohoo! But, you know, I'm super excited because also we've got an incredible guest, right? And we've named the episode accordingly because it's called Speak Without Limits. I won't tell you what the limits are because I'll let Aaron, our guest, explain exactly what they are and how he has overcome them to now be a keynote speaker uh, to a variety of businesses and sports people against all odds. Now imagine this, against all odds, you're able to craft a career, a profession, and absolutely win the respect of your peers. Would that be a good outcome? I think it would. So Aaron, welcome to the Public Speaking Expert podcast. Thank you for your patience and putting up with Jose, who was told by the producer Thank not you, to Aaron. speak too much. 
the good news is we get to hear you speaking. <laughs> we get to hear you speaking today and not Jose, but welcome, welcome. All the way from Boston. Woo. Is there a certain like way of saying Boston, Boston? Like, is there a certain accent to, to Boston? Uh, I mean, people do have it. I, I don't, thankfully. <laughs> how, how, what's a Boston accent sound like? <laughs> Just, uh, you know, pronounce the, the R's differently, things like that. Oh, cool. So first of all, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? You have an exceptional route to being a keynote speaker. Yeah, um, in fact, so, you're one of a kind. Tell us a bit about that. So my quick background is I'm legally blind, played football at Tulane University, becoming the first legally blind Division One athlete to play in a game, was named a team captain, went on to become an NFL free agent, and now I'm an entrepreneur speaker. Wow. That, that, let, me, let me understand. So you're, you're legally blind. So can you see at all, or are you completely... Nothing, visually... from, my, nothing from my right eye and then limited vision in my left. So I, I, can ha- I do have some vision, yes, but it's only in my left eye and only a small amount. Okay. And so you became a professional NFL player. So for those in who are not in the who are those in the UK, when he says football, he means American football, not soccer. Uh, for those who aren't, same explanation. And so you became professional within a visually impaired league, or was it within? No. A so I normal, played. I right. played. A, I played Division One football at Tulane University, and then I was you know an NFL free agent. So it was at you know the highest levels possible of you know with the best players in the world. Wow, that is exceptional. Hmm. So tell us, before we get on to your speaking, you know, obviously... And quick, quickly, Aaron, you know, when, you, when you, you achieve these things... Oh, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, when you, when you achieve these things that are incredible, by the way, were you already, uh, as you said, legally blind, or was that condition developing? I was born legally blind, so yes. Oh, you were... Okay, okay. Thank you very much for clarifying that bit. All right, over to you, Elliot. So tell me, you know, because you picked up a ball at the age of eight, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? You picked up a, a, a football so really I, young. You know, I, I started playing football in like seventh grade. So I was probably, I, I don't know, how old are you in seventh grade? Like 11 maybe. I but, um, you know, I played tons of different sports growing up and, and eventually found football and wanted to play football starting in around seventh grade. So how does someone who can't really see decide they want to play America. I'm going to call it American football for the sake of geographical, yeah. you know, divide. How does someone decide that they want to play American football against all odds as well? Because it's all about catching and throwing and moving into positions. Well, it was figuring out what position can I play and what can't I play? You know, I couldn't be a quarterback. I couldn't be a wide receiver, but what can I play? And I found the right position, the right niche, the right opportunities for myself and then from there, it was about getting really good at the specific position that I chose to play. And what about the, the banter or the, the ridicule or the, man, you can't play football, you can't see. Did you, did you come up against any of that or did you, have you just had a very supportive journey all along? In, in everything in life, everyone is going to you know, give you their opinions. They're going to give you their judgments, their ridicules, things like that. But the people who are the most successful are the ones who say, I don't care, and find a way to not listen to them. You know, the sooner you can tune out those judgments, the better you'll be. You know, if you're to listen to everyone else's opinions who say, oh, you shouldn't start this business because of X, Y, Z, or you shouldn't play this sport because of X, Y, Z, well, then that's going to be stuck in your head, and maybe you're not going to take the action you need to take. Maybe you're not going to start what you need to start. You're not going to do what you need to do. But the second you realize that your opinion is the only one that matters, you're focusing on what you want, what you believe is true, the actions that you need to take, then you're more likely to achieve your goals. 
Before I hand it to Jose, I've got one more question. So when was the day for you, we are going to move to the speaking, I'm just fascinated by your journey to getting there. When was the day you were like, I know we can believe, right, we can do something, and inherently that's deep inside of us. But we often have that, what I call the arrival day, like everything clicks and it's like, you almost get the results to confirm you can do it. So it's almost, um, what was that day for you? And let me, you know, I think, I think once I started to get decent at football at my specific position, I was going to camps and at the beginning, like I wasn't very good and I was overconfident myself and I, I had the strong belief that I was going to play at the highest level possible. And if you had told me otherwise, I wouldn't have believed you. I was just very overconfident myself, but a lot Mm -hmm. of times you need that if you want to achieve your goals. And I think it probably was, you know, maybe junior year of high school when I started to get some interest and started to go to visits and and senior year of high school when I started to really get, you know, ranked pretty highly nationally. I started to get, you know, an offer to come in, things like that, that made it solidify of like, okay, I am going to play, you know, and then everyone else understood and realized the position I was in. Mm. Last question. Sorry, Jose. Do you think there's a fine line between arrogance and self-belief? Yeah, there's a line. And and the way I was taught when I was younger was there's a line between confidence and cocky. And the most successful people are the ones who can toe that line. The second you cross that line and become cocky, no one wants to be be around you. People, business deals are going to go away from you. Uh, Friendships are going to break, things like that. But you need, if you want to see success, you need to be so, so, so confident, but not cross that line. And that's one of the things that you need to learn at an early age because that's what attracts other people. That's what attracts relationships, deals, things like that in your life is when you have that confidence, that self-belief, but you also have the humility that you are not going to step over that line and you are not cocky. Powerful stuff. Amazing. Aaron, that is fantastic. People listening right now, what a guest we've got today, an overcomer. Um. Aaron, I wanted to ask you something related to speaking, <clears throat> but before we dive into it, you mentioned something um, about confidence. And then people may see you now, yes, you've achieved it, you've done it, okay? And usually people tend to see the tip of the iceberg. I mean, when they see me speak as well, even though I make mistakes sometimes with the English and everything else, yeah, but you've got the voice, you've got this, you've got that. Elliot, they don't say many things about him. Anyway. <laughs> How do you develop that confidence? I personally believe confidence it is a muscle you work on on a daily basis. How was it for you? Were you ever, did you ever lack confidence? How did you overcome that? Tell us a little bit about your journey and then I'll dive into the speaking. Yeah, 100%. You know, growing up, I was not the most athletic kid, not the most confident kid, a lot of, you know, areas like that. And it's about what can you do each and every day to get better to build on that. And it's, it, it, it you know, boils down to a few things. If you want to, you know, be more confident. First off, I'm a strong believer of be in great shape, build up your physical appearance. I know that, you know, some people may or may not disagree or agree with that, but like go to the gym five times a week, go lift weights, go running, like get in really tremendous shape that will build your confidence. But the biggest thing is like, just put yourself in positions where you are uncomfortable. The more you do things that are uncomfortable, the better you'll get at them, the more confident you'll get them. If you're afraid to go ask out a girl and, and the girl of your dreams, the number one thing you can do is go ask out that girl and get told no. You know, that's, that's the best thing for you. If you are 
afraid that if you you know go to the gym you're going to get laughed at the number one thing you can do is go to the gym and put your position put yourself in a position to probably get laughed at or to get laughed at if you are afraid of going into a business or an opportunity because you think that no one's going to give you an opportunity go into that business and figure it out and get told no 15 times like the more no's you get told the closer you are to a yes the issue there is most people get told no once or twice or three times and they give up the people who succeed get told no 37 times and on the 38th time they get told yes and they succeed yeah it's like mark victor hansen right with chicken soup for the soul over 100 rejections um jk rowling got rejected god knows how many times with her book and even lady gaga until she got a big break Mark Ruffalo, the actor, over 500 times before he got his big, 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 big break. Yeah. Uh, and that was after he smoked a spliff, by the way, after he smoked some weed. But that's a different matter right now, and he's never confirmed nor denied such accusations. But, Aaron, let me just go. Uh, oh, <laughs> hold on a second. Why are you hijacking my, my part of the show today, Elliot Kay? I, I still uh, got something oh, here for Aaron. it's your part of the show, is it? Well, this is my bit. This is the bit when I'm asking oh, some okay. questions and I'm having a conversation with to, Aaron. I just wanted to piggyback on uh, – I just wanted to deep dive into Okay, you, look, just, just okay piggy, piggyba piggyback because right? what I wanted to do wasn't going to piggyback at all. It was just a very random question, not connected at all with the conversation we're having because that's how I am, right? Exactly. So is it okay, okay if I ventilate uh, uh, and ask... ask yeah, vent questions? ventilate a little bit, ventilate, <laughs> and, and then come back to me. Okay, great. So, Aaron, I, I think what you mentioned in theory, and I know you're probably like, there's no excuses, and I agree with you, but for those listeners who do struggle with that element of rejection, and for those listeners who are like, they get the theory of, I need to go to the gym, they get the theory of, I need to get no's, but for a lot of people to, to kind of get off their bums or their, their butts um, and actually do that, th there's a bit of a there's a gap there, right? But 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 the, the way to fix that is so simple. And, and the thing is, most people don't understand. If you don't want to go to the gym, wake up in the morning and say to yourself, I'm going to go to the gym for one minute. Okay. I'm going to go to the gym for one minute. Trick your ego. Trick your ego and trick yourself and say, I'm going to go to the gym for one minute. I can walk in the door. I can go on the treadmill for you know one minute, and if I want to leave, I'll leave. I guarantee you, you're going to get to the gym, and you're going to do a full workout. Because by the time you're there, you're going to end up doing it. But if you go in saying, oh, I can just leave after a minute or leave after five minutes, you're more apt to go. And so people who struggle with that, you know, doing things like that, also doing other things that build those habits. You know, If you haven't read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, read that book because it teaches you how to build habits and how to stack these things that allow you to do the things you want to do, whether it be wake up earlier, go to the gym, start a, a, a new task that will get you closer to your goals in business, whatever it may be. And what about dealing with the rejection element? What, what would you say to those who struggle with dealing with rejection? And, uh, you know, for someone that's had to deal with it, and again, in your mind, you know, there's no excuses, yeah. right? I can't, you, in your mind, like, well, look, I can't see, and I've been a pro football player. There's you, no excuses. You need to, for yeah. Those? Yeah. Yeah, you need to understand that, at the end of the day, the other people's opinions don't matter. Like, you're, do you remember, you know, the, you know, think about 10 years ago, something really bad that happened to you. Can you name, you know, a, a situation where you got told no or a situation where, you know, you were rejected 10 years ago? I mean, maybe, but maybe not. And even if you can, it probably doesn't hurt or bother you anymore. And, mm -hmm. and the point of the matter is, like, time will hear, heal it. It doesn't. It genuinely doesn't matter what other people's opinions are. And the sooner you can get into that mindset and that framework and that perspective of your opinion is what matters. And if someone doesn't agree with that, if someone doesn't want to spend time with you, if someone doesn't want to have you involved, if someone doesn't want to work with you, it's their loss. It does not matter. 
And once you get into that mentality, then you'll do so much more. I, yeah, 100%. There's no statue for critics, right? There's no statues that memorize critics. Never in history has someone put a statue out for someone who was a critic in the world, right? And I think that's something to remember. Josie, back to you. Yes, Aaron, as you, as you are sharing this, there's definitely, when it comes to the mindset element of high achievers, there is definitely two powerful beliefs that you've just shared and have shared a few times throughout the, our time today. And one of them is not listening, believing that, you know, you not listening to people's opinions, right? That says just believe within you that it doesn't matter. I mean, it's, I'm only going to listen to my opinion. And I think that element is key. And then time will heal. So if I ex extrapolate that to areas of my life, you know, if I made mistakes and things like that, and I believe time will heal it, and even time can heal it faster than it did before, then I can actually begin to, to achieve more in less time, which is a key. I wanted to break those down because I think it, it is important for the audience, people listening, how important, how key beliefs are when it comes to our success in life. Aaron, thank you so much for sharing up to this point. What would you say, all of this confidence and everything that you are, how does that apply, convert to your speaking? All of the, you know, all of those beliefs, all of that confidence. I would love to hear from you on that side of things yeah, when it comes I mean, to speaking. If you get on stage in front of hundreds or thousands of people and you're not confident in yourself, if you're not confident in your abilities, if you don't believe what you're saying, people are going to see through that. People are going to understand that you, you know, you don't. <clears throat> on, on the other side of that also, you know, people who go up on stage and have everything scripted. You know, if you write out your entire speech for 45 minutes and you memorize each and every word, people will oftentimes see that. They can understand that you are, you know, have it memorized and you're basically reading from a script or you're reading from a PowerPoint. And they realize that you're doing that because you're not confident of, of going on what your topics are. And 99.9% .9 of the time, I know what I'm going to talk about. I have, you know, detailed out speeches, but 99% of the time I get on stage and something completely different comes out of my mouth and I just tell different stories and I tell different things and, or the order of things changes because I'm so confident in my abilities to deliver what the audience needs in that moment that whatever I planned most of the time does not come out of my mouth. So in that respect, Aaron, and by the way, some really nice comments on LinkedIn and we'll, we'll read them to you in a second. Um, Aaron, you know, when I get on stage and I speak small audiences, big audiences, you know, there's something I, I can I can see the audiences, I can read the audiences, or you know, if they're getting slumped, getting yeah. tired. That's something that you have to do differently. So how do you read an audience differently from me who who isn't blind? It's it's about the energy and the feel in the room. You know, uh, there's a really great quote out there. I forget who said it, but it's like, you know, uh, okay speakers you know, take energy from the room. Good speakers put energy into the audience. Great speakers put energy into each individual person. Mm -hmm. And when you're able to take your energy and put it into each individual person to have them truly impacted, you know, then you can change their mood, their behaviors, their thoughts, their feelings in that moment based on what you're saying and doing on stage. So do you visualize the audience in your mind's eye? Absolutely. You know, figuring out, doing that and, and, and focusing on what I need to give to them and, and what I need to deliver in order for them to get the most out of it. 
Aaron, buddy. Wow. I mean, so, so many questions between Elliot and myself. I just <laughs> want to interrupt you. That's why I'm getting a bit feisty with Elliot today, because it's just like, let me talk to Aaron. Let me talk to Aaron. We want to I squeeze you in a good you way. Just to go? No, 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 please stay. Stay <laughs> just for, you know, okay. for what it's worth. It's okay. <laughs> um, Aaron, what led you to become a speaker, buddy? Yeah, so, you know, 17 years old, I came in to play at Tulane, and I was immediately, you know, asked to go on Good Morning America and share my story. And I had no interest at all, but thankfully a coach had told me, look, if you can share and impact someone else because of what you're able to do now, then do it. So I did it. You know, uh, I had no interest at the time. I wanted to be a football player, college student, have fun, you know, party, whatever. I didn't, I didn't have an interest in that. <laughs> so I did that. And then whenever other interviews and other things came by in college, when my coaches asked me to, I would do them. And after college, you know, I went, you know, started in like corporate America and realized that I like entrepreneurship a lot more. I want to build businesses. I realized one of the first businesses I could build amongst others that I'm involved in is, you know, speaking. I have a lot of experience. I'm good at it. I have a really unique story. How can I do it? And, you know, from there it was, okay, how do I get myself credibility? How do I build social proof? How do I get paid? How do I, you know, do all of that and, and figuring out that process to the point where I do it, you know, all the time now. Aaron, one more question before Elliot jumps in again. He's just waiting for me. Thank you very much yeah, for answering yeah. that, by the way. Who are, when it comes to speaking, and I know you don't tend to listen to people's opinions, but then you did listen to, the, and that was a piece of advice from your coach, for example, go and do it. Who would you say, if you have any role models when it comes to speaking? Yeah, I mean... I guess let me back up on that comment for a second. It's it's mm. more like if you're not willing to take advice from someone, why would you take criticism for the, from them? You know, is is my opinion. And so there's a handful okay. of people that you know that are more successful than me in certain fa fields and areas than you know I'm in, obviously that I want to listen to. I want to take advice from. I want to take criticism from. But it's it's those random people who want to make those comments, who want to critique you, who want to whatever that like they have no business doing it. You have no business listening to them, you know. And and there's tons of people out there who are better than than I am at, at what I do. And those people, you know, some of them I know, some of them I don't know. But if they want to critique me in certain ways, I'd be more than happy to listen to them. Fantastic! I love that, and thank you so much for clarifying that that bit because then it is important to take advice and then to listen to people that are yeah. achieving as i like to call it people that are achieving what we would like to achieve in a way uh so who would you say have have been your three role models up to this point when it comes to speaking if you have three besides elia and jose <laughs> you know i i don't think there's necessarily role models i think there's people in the industry that, you know, I, I think are really good and I try and learn from. And I guess to name a few, it would be, you know, maybe like Tony Robbins, Tim Story, you know, uh, uh, people like that who fall into to those areas who have achieved great success in, in a lot of different areas. But it's learning from each and every one of them. And, and what can I take bits and pieces from their style to create my own styleity, my own, you know, unique <clears throat> attributes? So many people go out there and say, I'm going to be the next Tony Robbins, or I'm going to be the next Tim Story, or I'm going to be the next Ed Milet, or I'm going to be the next Dean Graziosi, or whatever. And that is the most ridiculous thing ever, because you are a different person than them. The more you try and copy them, the worse you're going to be. It's, yeah, take bits and pieces from each person, figure out what they do that can work for you, but you need to create your own style, your own brand, your own personality. And the sooner that you learn to do that, the more you'll be able to relate with your audience, the more you'll be able to succeed, the more you'll be able to grow. Absolutely. I, I love that. 
I think I would probably say Aaron's confidence is up to 100%. Does anyone have 100% confidence? I think Aaron is close. Aaron is close. He's close. He's close. He's, he's, close. Close. he's just up there. He's close. Yeah, he may have his up and downs like any other human 100%. being. And, you know, everyone gets in those areas where, they, where they're not confident about certain things. But, you know, it's, it's about putting yourself in those positions. Like, I like getting put in positions every day that I'm not confident, that I'm uncomfortable, because then eventually I will be confident and comfortable within those positions, within those areas. And that's the best way to grow. That's why I record with Jose every Monday. I love Monday. that. Wow, you took every Monday. <laughs> you read every my Monday. mind. <laughs> you read my mind. I've been uncomfortable for over a year now, Aaron, and so I strongly believe in what you just said. <laughs> Honestly, We're great, take great a advice. Commercial break, Jose. As it's your show, you get to do it. We're going to take a little commercial break, and then we'll come back. And then, I, if if it's okay with you, Jose, I'd like to ask him a question. Is that all right? Uh, yes, that that's that's all right, mate. You go ahead, all right? Thanks, mate. Please. are listening to the public speaking experts podcast first of all i would like to invite you all to subscribe rate and comment and elliot and myself will be sending you incredible gifts at the moment we've got a book that we're going to be launching together i already forgot the name because it is too long but we're going to be launching it very soon and you're going to get access to it today we are, well, we have got the incredible Aaron Golub, and he's sponsoring the show. I would like to invite you all to connect with Aaron, and Aaron's website is aarongolub.com. Aaron is also available on LinkedIn, an incredible human being, a guy that definitely has got a lot to share, and it is a pleasure to have him with us today. So, as I said before, share this episode once you listen to it, because the message from this gentleman has to be heard throughout the world. Also remember that if you want to book us to speak for you... Important. Yes, yes, I'm excited. I always, I'm all about the audience. Yes, you're right. I'm all about the, the guest speaker today. Yes, absolutely. If you want to, you know, invite Elliot and myself to speak, we can do it together. We can do it separately. If you need some support with your presentations, we are here to help you become a great speaker and to... Yay. Over to you, Elliot Kay, with your question. All right, all right, all right, mate. And of course, remember, you can get all our episodes from the Public Speaking Expert Podcast.com. Can I just say something quickly? It's not related to the conversation, but I'm sweating. I'm sweating like a pig today. I don't know what's going on. It's because the weather in the UK is changing. Well, yeah, I've been speaking my greatness for too long today, maybe. I said in the presence of greatness, not that you're great. Well, whatever. No, what I mean, the producer said, don't oh, speak too much. Goodness me. Well, Regina, we're going to have a conversation after this. Anyway, let's carry on the conversation with the one and only Aaron Golub. Yay, Aaron. Thank you for joining us again. So some nice comments right now on LinkedIn. We've got, uh, thank you. I'm inspired by your story. Uh, there's a comment about confidence as well. And is it Alexander says hello to Elliot and Jose. I actually said Jose and Elliot, but, you know, I reversed the order, clearly. So some really nice feedback there for you already, Aaron, and make sure you also can have a look back at this on LinkedIn and respond and connect with anybody that's sending you some love. 
So what lessons, Aaron, would you take from your NFL career into speaking? What are the ones you can kind of directly translate? I took this and now I do this because of my football career. Yeah, you know, I think one of the biggest things is discipline and consistent action creates success. And, and that's what you can translate into anything in life, whether it be your relationships, whether it be speaking, whether it be business, whether it be entrepreneurship, whether it be fitness, anything. If you take discipline and consistent action each and every day, even though it might be something small, even though it might not seem like a lot, it will add up over time and you'll eventually see success because of it. Okay. And what about in terms of who you need to become and forming an identity? You know, you need to become who you truly are, who you want to be. It's, it's not so many people do what other people think they should do. So many people go into the job that other people told them that they should do as they were growing up. So many people go to the school that they you know, think they should go to. So many people get in the relationship they think they should. So many people do the things that other people think they should and, and they think other people want them to instead of doing what they want to do and what makes them happy. Right. But do you, I'm just wondering, I'm just playing a little bit of devil's advocate. Devil's, devil's advocate, right? But isn't that part of their journey to find themselves by potentially pursuing the paths that might not be for them in order to take a left or take a right? Oh, 100%. And, and that's happened to all of us. That's happened to me. That's happened to, I'm sure, you. I'm sure that's happened to everyone. You have to do different things to find what you want. But when you find things that you like, like just, just do what you want. You know, I'm a big, big proponent, big person who thinks just, just literally do what you want. You know, if there's a goal, if there's, if there's an activity, let's just say, that you've been trying to do for two years, you know, and you have a nine-to-five job, and, and it's something that you really want to do, it's on your bucket list, whatever, and you, you know, you've saved up some money, you, you can afford doing it, like, just call it a work one day. Just take the day off and go do that thing. Like, you have one life, one opportunity. Do the things that make you happy. Do the things that you enjoy. Do the things that you want to do. You'll figure it out. Life's too short, huh? Hmm. Josie. Another another power sorry powering empowering belief if you really um no I'm venting I've I've actually <laughs> corrected that word people that you know those of you who listened to me at the beginning yes I thought I was right saying ventilating probably because I'm so hot in here right now that I need a ventilator anyway <laughs> uh, well it is a powerful belief as I was saying to have as long as it serves you. Because life is too short, and I remember I used to carry that belief with me, and life was too short, and then I did loads of things that potentially, you know, I could have done without. But then, in the end, it led me to where I am today. So, you know, there's, there's never like a right or wrong. Uh, the main thing I'm taking away from this, Aaron, is that uniqueness about who we are and authenticity. And then, no matter where we go, how we go about things, we are looking to achieve it as ourselves, our unique selves, instead of copying someone else, which I think it is powerful because then it takes a lot of pressure off if you think about it. Look, I'm going to make mistakes in my own way, but this is my journey and I'm not copying anyone else and I'm not afraid of not being, you know, being greater than that person or worse. It's just competition against myself on a daily basis and I love that. I just wanted kind of to highlight it and say it in my own words as well so it sinks in a bit more. Look, buddy, we've been speaking for almost 40 minutes, and I'm wondering, uh, people in the audience, people on LinkedIn, if you've got any questions, anything, this is the moment, okay? If you want to ask Aaron 
We're going to be here a few more minutes. Please feel free to do so. And also, as I said before, connect with him, an amazing human being. Aaron, something we haven't touched on. Uh, what topics do you tend to speak about? Yeah, you know, I'd say my biggest topic is achieving goals through adversity. And that's how do you overcome the adversity, obstacles, challenges in your life to, you know, shift your perspective, shift your mindset, shift your mentality to accomplish your goals and create success. That's probably my biggest one. I talk a lot on leadership and leadership development. How do you show up as a leader? How do you create leaders around you? What does that look like? You know, I talk on, and this is actually one that I didn't go out uh, planning to talk on, but because of, you know, me being legally blind and I was just asked to do it a lot that I kind of created one around it is, you know, diversity and inclusion and, and how to create that within your environment, within your company, within your organization. And, and I had just been asked to talk on it so many times that I was like, you know what? Sure, I'll create something and do it. Amazing. Definitely. Well, all of them hot topics. I've been speaking more and more on the last one, diversity and inclusion and so much more, but from the guy with an accent, people with accents um, perspective, if you like, which is also important. Yeah. Right, buddy. There was something else I wanted to ask you. Oh, goodness me. What was it? I have a question. One second. Elliot, I know, I, know you, I know you do have a question. Okay, look, far away with your question. <laughs> I, what was it? Oh, goodness me. I lost it. I just got... Okay, you know you whatever. look like someone from Blink-182 today, by the way. Uh, you're not going to believe it. I was listening to all the small things. I've been listening oh, really? to 2000 kind of punk rock. And then oh, all the small things. True, yeah. true, true, there whatever. Yeah, there we go. Boom. And that, that's appropriate to the one minute. Get to the gym for one minute. Do all the small things mm. to get the big results, right? Mm. Uh, yep. So isn't that ironic that you're listening to that? What would you say today, Aaron, you've invested like in, in your money-wise and time-wise to become the, the world-class speaker that you are? A lot of time and money. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even give you figures. It's a lot of time and money. And I think that's one of the things that most people don't understand is like they see the yeah. highlight reel. They see, they see the success on you know, Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter and TikTok and all that stuff. And it's like, I put so many hours. I've spent a lot of money to pay a lot of people or consultants or put a lot of money into my business. I've put a lot of money and, and time into so many things. And, you know, I do stuff every single day that I don't want to do, but I need to do to accomplish my goals and, and get to where I want to go. And people just don't see that. Like, it takes a lot to achieve your goals, and I'm nowhere near what my goals are. There's, there's a lot coming in the next few months, the next few years, the next decade, and it's going to take a lot more time and effort, and, you know, maybe I'll get there one day. Who's the one person you'd like to share the stage with that you haven't yet? You know, I think I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say two people. I think two people that I'd be really interested. I'd love oh, to share a stage with. At, <laughs> thank at, you, thank you, Aaron. <laughs> Muchas gracias. Thank you, at, thank you. At a conference one day would be uh, Tony Robbins and Gary V. Gary I think it would be v. really fun people mm. to uh, mm. share a stage with. Amazing, Jose. Have you remembered your question? Yes, I remember the question. I don't think I will ask it now. I don't know what's <laughs> going on with me. I'm, I'm listening to you guys, but then so many things come into mind. Uh, you well, said, obviously, for, for a guy... Hold on a second. When you're this ready. Is... When you're ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready, okay. Elliot. I'm ready. I'm ready. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm the kind <laughs> of guy that takes his time, you know, very Latin American in that sense. That's not honest. Uh, uh, Aaron, well, Anna is my wife, by the way, but I don't know what you're mentioning, bringing my wife into it. Uh, for a guy that believes that life is too short, then it makes sense and it makes a lot of sense to invest because then you are fast-tracking your success, right? And this is something we tend to share here often, investing in coaching, in consultants, in training, because this is what's actually going to enable you to get to that point faster yep. and 
I'm not going to say avoiding failure, but reducing the, the amount of failure you could be facing otherwise. I just wanted to share that bit. And then what would you say before we go to Elliot and we can potentially begin to wrap up? What is your favorite story? You said that, you know, you sometimes prepare for a presentation, for a keynote, and then you end up sharing something else. And all of that, I think, is fantastic. It speaks highly of your level of flexibility and how, much you, how well you know your topic, which is key for speakers, as we all know. But what would you say is your number one story? I usually have my one, my one story that, you know, if I can share it, I will. What would that be for you? I think it's just talking through different parts of my journey of how I got to where I was with football. You know, maybe that's how I started playing or how I worked to get an offer from college or the story of how I became a captain. And so just different areas within that journey, I think, add a lot of value um, by relating that to business, to relationships, to life in, in general. Because if I get up there and, you know, just talk about football, then, you know, most people don't want to hear that for an hour. <laughs> and so... You know, picking different areas from that is, is something that I always do. Okay, so it's still all around the football, which I think is fantastic what you have achieved in there, buddy. So well done you again. Elliot, over to you, good friend. Okay. Uh, you just... haven't you haven't played you haven't played any I love you or anything. Because I don't love you. What's today. what's going on? Okay, you There's don't. No it's okay. I'm no alright with rejection right. today. I'm alright. I'm alright <laughs> with it. Well, you know, it's all the small things, right? <laughs> well, your your small things. Exactly. I'm I'm proud of all that. Right. Yeah, my me small too. things that got me my big results. Aaron, <laughs> before we wrap up, um, what are three tips you would give to speakers out there today? Yeah, I think be the hardest working person in the room, be the smartest working person in the room, and stop caring about other people's opinions. And it's, it's using all of those three things. I think so many people focus on working extremely hard, but they're not working smart, so they don't get anywhere. And a lot of other people say, oh, I'll always be the smartest working person. And that's great, but I guarantee you in the top 1%, everyone's working smart. And it's about who outworks the other person up there. Love that. Love that. If you listen to Will Smith's journey, forget the slap, um, he talks about going through that period um, of he made sure that he was outdoing all his competitors. So he would do, you know, when he would do, like he took inspiration for Tom Cruise and he would make his you know, his cruise walk longer and, and speak to every single person, you know. He would not have Christmas lunch, so he wouldn't have to work off the pounds and things like that. So I think, you know, depends on the level of success you want to arrive at is the level of dedication you're willing to put. And it goes for the same for speaking. And I think, you know, just talking about what you're saying, a lot of speakers play the wanting game. I want to be a speaker. And they want the dream of being a speaker. And they want a big stage. But very few will eat mud. Very few will, well, you know, do the little bits. Yeah, it's it's something that it's not easy, but it's simple. And I think you see on social media everyone who says that they're a coach, they're a podcaster, they're a consultant. There are some people, you know, like you guys, like me, who are also speakers. But so many people out there say they're also a speaker when they're, you know, they're a coach or they're a podcaster. Mm. They they think that they they are, but they actually haven't taken any of the action steps you know, to get there. And I'm not going to lie and say that it's easy, but it's simple. Like send 10,000 emails to different people and someone will book you to speak. Like it, it, it's, it's not that hard. Right. I agree. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on this podcast and reaching out to us. Cause I know we spoke over Instagram and I'm glad we made it happen. And I made yeah. a promise that this time we wouldn't shift it despite being in London, because I really wanted to hear your story. I really wanted to tap into that wisdom of yours. And if you see my setup, you will be horrified because I've literally got a microphone in a mug 
Uh, that's what holding my microphone up right now. I don't have my stand. I don't have my normal setup. It's terrible, but no one. So let's that. let's Oops, cry. Let's cry. A, let's cry a little bit. Do no, we have no, any no, questions cry. on LinkedIn? This is Do we have innovation. Any... It's called oh, innovation, in, right? In, innovation. There we go. In so meantime, improvisation and everything. Do we have any? Do we have anything on LinkedIn? I'm looking. I'm looking. All right. Chance. All right. All right, mate. All right. Uh, Aaron, how do people get in touch with you? Yeah, you know, go to my website, AaronGolub.com. My email is AaronAaronGolub.com. You can check me out on you know, Instagram or Twitter at AaronJGolub. You know, I'll, I'll, you know, happy to connect. Happy to you know, uh, do whatever I can. Fabulous. Thank you so much for coming. There isn't anything new, by the way, Jose. Thank you okay. for coming on the Public Speaking Expert podcast. We look Thank forward you. to seeing your journey unravel, going to new levels. And let us know when you end up on stage with Tony Robbins and Gary Vee, because it won't be long now, surely. <laughs> Appreciate it. Jose, any final thoughts? Big thank you, buddy. You are a great inspiration to everyone out there. So if people, you are complaining, you are not taking action, listen to this podcast, connect with Aaron, and just go and do it. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you so much, Aaron. You've been listening to the Public Speaking Experts Podcast with Elliot Kay and Jose Ucar. Follow us on Instagram and join us next week for even more. Remember to always speak your greatness. Subscribe, rate, and comment.